Welcome into the Levelheads, everybody. This week we have Sean Kelly from County Down, Ireland. Sean is a trim carpenter in Boston, Massachusetts. He tells us how he uh, made the journey from Ireland all the way to the USA. He started playing Gaelic football, but also got into trim carpentry. Uh, he served his time in Ireland with his father, who was also a carpenter, and who stressed the idea of quality before speed, speed will come. We also jump into uh, discussions about employees, finding qualified guys to work for you, and our own Jamie Verdura goes off on a little rant about how rugged the, the construction industry actually is. It's a good one. Tune in. Welcome to the Levelheads podcast. I'm here with our host, the biggest pimp from the West Coast, Jamie Verdura. Mike Conley from Great Design Build. And Zane Ellis from Collective Build Company. Sorry, Sean. It's not usually like this. It's a little rough. All right, let's just get right into it. How's that? All right, what's today? Tuesday for me. How's everybody doing today? How's everybody's work today? How's everybody's super. day? My day was super. Super? Yeah. Well, super. apart from the weather being a bit depressing, pretty good. Why don't we tell? Day. Why don't we tell our guests who our listeners who our guest is? Yeah. Before we jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So today we are so excited to welcome Sean Kelly, all the way from County Down, Ireland. He is. Here via Boston. He's a trim carpenter in the Boston area. Uh, I've been following him on Instagram for a while, um, bullshitting with him on some DMs about trim carpentry. So, Sean. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Level First heads. one I've been on. And uh, like I said, anytime I'm on camera being asked questions is a little nerve wracking, but uh, I'll do my best. That Boston so that accent is something else. For the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, Boston accent, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be tough out there with yeah. Boston and, and Ireland. But, uh, it's gonna be a tough accent. I think there's, there's plenty, plenty, there's plenty, plenty of Irish, Irish here. Like, you know, a lot of people would say, sure. "Oh, you still got your accent," but you're around them all the time, so you know, doesn't doesn't go anywhere. So, for those of you who don't know, County Down is in the north of Ireland. Sean has the fine northern do, Irish still. accent. <clears throat> Why does uh, it? Is it the north of Ireland or is it in North? Yeah, the north of Ireland does suffer a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just is the accent that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> oh, is that offensive? <laughs> is that I offensive? To some either. people, maybe. Is that bad? Really me. <laughs> so, so it's just is like Northern Ireland like redneck? What's that? Is Northern Ireland like redneck? No, or? I don't know. Is it like redneck? No, not at all. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Just anyone, anytime anyone thinks of Northern Ireland, they probably think of, you know, all the troubles and all that shit, you know? Oh, I got you. Like Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like Chicago, yeah. A lot of noise. Uh, yeah, there's... Busting balls, busting a... balls aside, busting balls aside. <laughs> Sean, Sean. So you, you right. all right. Obviously, you're not from Mass. <laughs> so tell us, tell us your story. How, how, how'd you get out here? How'd you get into the trades? Like, tell us about the beginnings there. All right. So the beginnings were, um, well, my, my old man was a partner, my dad. So, um, you know, my, my early memories were, you know, on a job, say, with dad and like a, maybe an evening time job he, he was at. Maybe it was a, maybe a Saturday. 
but I'd be on the job, you know, um, doing what kids do, sweeping up, you know, just, just with them. It's, it's kind of one of those things. You have nobody to look after, like myself, so you take me to yeah. work with them. So, I mean, you'd always be doing something, you know, cleaning up around the job site, doing something like that. Um, so my dad's, my dad's a carpenter and my uncle, um, my uncle Mark, he's a, he's a carpenter as well. First, um, cabinet first maker. Fixing or second so, fixing, probably true. Again, he had a workshop and uh, he had a workshop, so I'd be in there helping him as well from an early age, you know, like say 13, 14. My, my job in the workshop usually was like edge banding, so I'd be like edge banding, you know, parts for cabinets. Um, 16, 16 out of high school. Uh, I think, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, I think I wanted to be a mason, believe it or not, but uh, my old man, my old man kind of told me what it was going to be. I was going to be a carpenter, like so. You're who? You're Iron He's Man? Old man. <laughs> Old man, old man. I'm just. I gotta translate for the listeners. All right, some of us. Hey, some of us are from California. We. I get you. We don't speak East Coast. So yeah, so so 16. Um, out of school, I was actually trying to stay in school for another couple of years to play football mainly, but my mom's like, no, it's time to go because I I no no interest, and like the books and stuff like that. So I was like, yes, it's time to get out of school. So uh, yeah, I jumped into carpentry when I was 16. Yeah, served my apprenticeship with my dad. Um, that that was that was all right, you know. Sixteen, um, you look like you're fucking nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd look young enough now. Yeah, but um, baby face. Yeah, there's that there's over it's about nineteen twenty years ago. 19? Nineteen years ago. Wow. Out of high school. So yeah, how did you fit ago. all that in in between your cycling career? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that I don't know if you, you guys probably don't know, but Sean Kelly is a famous Irish cyclist, probably the most uh, famous Irish cyclist in existence. So I always kid Sean that he's, so he's a cyclist. So he's like the Lance Armstrong of cycling minus the roids. You are Sean? Got two balls. No, 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 no. Another no. Sean Kelly. <laughs> Jamie's no. like, that's, that's an Irish Jamie's like, holy shit. <laughs> I was in the midst of a legend. Yeah, legend from Carpenter. I got it. Not a cyclist. But yeah, so so 16, served my apprenticeship with my dad. Um, I mean, you know, I was 16 at the time. You know, usually stuff goes in one year out the other year. You know, you're working every day. You're just working for a few quid, end of the week. You know, you go out for a few beers with your friends. Mm-hmm. And you live life on repeat, you know. For the first for the first couple of years, like you know, it wasn't wasn't my life's ambition to become like a master carpenter. Like you know, it was just like it's a job. We pay the bills, stuff like that. There, um, I was big into Gaelic football when I was back home, so I played a lot of football. So um, you know, play some football. All the work, all the work we had was kind of local, so it kind of worked out nicely. You know, there's a lot of boys from the north that will travel to Dublin, and it kind of takes up all their time. So they they go down to Dublin, they stay in Dublin. So they really don't have any time to, you know, to, to play football. And like where I'm from, like football is kind of like religion. So a lot of a lot of the boys like take it very, very seriously. And so did, so did I up until I kind of started losing interest in about 19. But um, actually, so I'll tell you the story how, how I came to be in Boston. My, my cousin, my two cousins were over here playing football. They were playing football. Um, what did they play for? In two thousand eight, they're over to play football. There, there's an Irish cultural center out in Canton. For? 
and uh, there's like a big summer league, kind of like Chicago. What, what team? What team did they play <clears> for? Yeah, <throat> oh, uh, the Wolf Tones. <laughs> I don't even know what the Wolf Tones are, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget it. It was, it was pretty crazy. So, um, my boss, it was actually the time the recession was hitting Ireland. You know, very badly. It was two thousand eight. Uh, I can't exactly remember the date, but it was it was June two, June two thousand and eight, and my boss at the time was giving me my two weeks notice, and I was I went home that I went home that evening, and I got on the Facebook and he says to my cousin Marty or Martin and Colin, I was like, can how how can I get out there? I was good at football at the time, like so. <clears throat> they were like, we'll, we'll we'll get you over here, and um, so I was in Boston literally like three days later, really? so I was, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's 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 how I came to be in one. Boston. Uh, just the the holiday visa. Um. So yeah, I spent the summer out here, played football. So when you came um, out here to Boston playing football, did you start trimming as well, or were you just out playing football and trimming? No, I was doing a few days here and there. Um. Yeah, like. It was totally, it was totally eye opening. Like for for me back home, like I don't know how many old boss making money, or whatever. But we we used to like do things like totally backwards compared to here. You know, we'd be like on a cape, yeah, like fucking like we're in the Stone Age back home compared to here. Well, we were anyways, but uh, like we had hand bang oh, trim wow. on. You know, behind the old yeah. trim, we'd be cutting. You know, yeah, like sheets. Like I can't remember exactly, but I remember a couple of occasions. You know, you'd be ripping. Ripping down sheets of plywood with a handsaw, <laughs> stuff like that. There, you couldn't make yeah, somebody do God, that here. 100%. <laughs> I'm telling you, you they look like you like you have three heads here. We were doing that back home, but uh, yeah, hand, hand cut roofs. You know, you'd be cutting, you'd be cutting rafters with a handsaw and all too. Um, I remember the first time you man brought like a pneumatic, you know, uh, a pneumatic gun and a compressor on the side. And we're like, what the hell is this? But uh, yeah, that, that's that's the way it was. Certainly, apprenticeship. The doors over there aren't pre-hung either. When you're installing doors, you got to install all the jams. Yeah, doors aren't hung, pre pre-hung. Yeah, you, you set the frames first, and then they actually plaster oh. to the frames, which is kind of nice in a way. Because over here, you know yourself, you're you're usually smashing out sheetrock and plaster to get the trim to sit on the wall properly. <laughs> but yeah, no no such thing as pre-hung yeah. doors back there. So you'd set and the frames. Out. They'd be plastered and then you'd be in for your second fix, you know, set kitchens, do the trim, stuff like that. Um <clears throat> what I what I really don't miss about home is having the nail baseboard and the black walls. Oh yeah. I was telling somebody about this the other day and they were like, What? So you've got concrete you've got like concrete trim nails and you'd actually like hand bang them into the you know, through the through the skirting we call it at home. You bang it in through the skirt and into the block wall, and so sometimes those things hit a point and they will not go in any further. <laughs> it's it's brutal, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was mad. But coming out here, the tools, the setup, it was just like I was like baffled. I was like, we gotta make everybody go back home, like? to Ireland to spend a year there. <laughs> just... No, I'm telling you, I think we were one of a kind back there. I don't know why, but uh, I guess maybe. Bought... I guess my boss was Technology didn't get up there to County Down. <laughs> it didn't, no. So it's all the trim, pine? Were you installing like pine? Yeah. A lot of it's pine, yeah. A lot of it's pine. When I was serving my, my apprenticeship, it was just like uh, stain grade pine. Yeah. 
not the nicest of stuff. All right, like, so you uh, in you said June of two thousand eight, you came out to play football. You started trimming a little bit. Did you go back home for a while and then come back out, or were you were you stuck here? Yeah, I did. So I would uh, I went back home. I got back out uh, June two thousand and nine, um, and yeah, so I worked with um, worked with this English lad. My my first real boss out here. Worked with this English fella. Um, learned a signage? lot. Signage. Um, What'd you say? Signage. What's that? <laughs> what you said? No. <laughs> no, I can't backtrack because what I'm saying sounds alright to me. No, you're good. We just gotta translate. No, to the I people. work for this. I work for this English guy. Oh, an English guy. <laughs> what? What did that not say? Signage. What did that sound like? <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good, Sean. Well, that's one of the things. So when I, when I first came out, you know, I lived with uh, I lived with a buddy of mine and his uh, his girlfriend at the time. <clears throat> He'd be asking me. We'd be having a conversation back and forth, and she'd just be looking like going, "What the f- are these two talking? About? Like, is it English?" <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I, ha- I had to learn to like kind of slow it down a bit because when we're talking amongst ourselves, it's usually worse. Oh yeah, when you have the northern guys talking, the Donegal guys, I can't understand a word they say. <laughs> yeah but uh where were we yeah so when i came out in 2009 i worked for a for an english fella um done frame frame and finish so he'd frame a house you know we do all the finish work um learned quite a learned quite a bit off him um really good you know really really good carpenter himself um yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying right. to fill up the time slot here because we're like 15. I mean, those are pretty. Th- yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't, yeah, those don't are pretty worry. rare now. A frame and finish guy. I mean, I don't know anybody that does that around here. But gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? Have your framer also do? Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't. Fu- it wasn't like <laughs> your, your compadre there. Is, oh. <laughs> yeah, what you guys want to talk about? Um, <clears throat> Hey, so Sean, so Sean, so you get in, you come in, you're playing football, you're back in here, you're in America, you're in Massachusetts, Bangaray. So how do you start? I mean, are you you're running a lot of trim right now? I'm looking at your Instagram. You're doing yeah. a lot of high end trim work. Like, how do you get started? Yeah. How do you get started on that path? So, me, so I was working. So, I'll tell you. So I was working for an, I was working for that English guy for three and a half years. And you know, I said I need to change here. I want I wanted to learn. I'd learned a lot with him, and uh, so I actually joined. I actually was in the framing union, so I jumped on there to help in the framing union because I'd never really done any like you know new build. New how long? How long? All right, let's slow down. How how long were you in the framing union for? And this is in in Boston. In Boston, yeah, I was in the, in it for one year. For one year. So how old were you? Um, geez, I don't know. Twenty. 22, 21, 23, 24. 23, 24. So was it was tell well tell us. I mean, people want to know. So I want to know how was uh, what was your experience like in you know your first year in the union, not to trash the union or, or whatever. I mean whatever. <laughs> no, what no, your no. Experience? Like, so honestly, my whole thing was I, I didn't intend staying in in a long time. I, I kind of like I said, I just wanted to learn. Um, did you not stay those... in because you didn't like it? Did you not stay in because you weren't in yeah, a good I frame said... of mind? Did you not stay in like what was your what was the? No, I just I. For me, the whole union way of things isn't for me. Like I knew I wanted to do my own thing eventually, but again, it's always nice to know new things. So I was like, I'll hop in the framing union here for a while, see how I like it. But eventually, I'll be getting back out again. But it reached the year. What were they building? Were they building big commercial? Mm. Yeah. Wood, yeah. wood frame well, or sorry, metal studs or what were you guys doing? 
it was all like prefab prefab oh, timber wow. frame. Pre prefab timber frame. okay so right. even at that there you know you're not really learning a whole pile there like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. no really yeah, no you're learning something i mean you learn how to show up and wear safety gear and, yeah you know you're learning yeah, new, something new experience yeah, so what are you just standing stand wall panels and nail them together that's it, yeah. Stand on wall panels, all that yeah. fun stuff. Um, gets a bit boring. That, that's what I was gonna say. I'm sure you can imagine. Cool. So you bang on. Uh, so you. Well, I was gonna say you do such yep. intricate work now. I can't imagine somebody that can do that now would ever be pleased with just standing wall panels and nailing them together and moving on. Uh, I know it was funny because, you know, I tell a lot. There was boys that would take work on on you know like Saturdays and stuff, and they'd be like, uh, well, "Have you ever done finished work?" Because a lot of the boys, other boys say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm really, really good at finish work," and I'd be like, "Well, I've done a bit of finish. Maybe I can help you on a Saturday." And like, very few of them would like actually accept my offer. So they'd be like, "I don't think you can do it," but uh, but it was good. Like you know, I met I met a I met a bunch of new friends there. Um, but as I say, the union way of thing, the union way of life isn't for me. Like getting up, like it's more or less like working in a factory doing that type yeah. of stuff. You know what I mean? Wasn't for me. Cool. So you bang. So you bang a year through the union, and then um, what's your next step after the union? What would that look like? The next step after the union, I had a buddy of mine who was working for another English chap, um, and I went in there. I went in for a few Saturdays, and he all he done was finish carpentry. So I was like, yeah, oh, this this will do. This will do for a while. He's a really nice guy. Um, I think it was. I think I was working for him for about a year, just all finish, all nice stuff. And just just um, just you and him. No, so it was him, my friend Gavin, and an, an American lad, uh, Chris. So that he had three of us. Yep. But um, and was he on the tools, the boss, or was he just? He'd be on the tools. He'd be on the tools yeah. too. All right. He'd be on the tools. Um. And would all of you be in the house at once trimming, or would? Yeah. So we we done we done a few jobs down the south end of Boston. So those are pretty big jobs. You know, there's like five floors there. There was a lot of detail. Um. But anyways, things. Things slowed down. There was there was one job him and the him and the builder weren't exactly getting along, so it kind of slowed us right down. I was with him till the end, though. You know, we had uh, the other two boys went their own way, and um, I think I think he was going through a few things. But anyways, he eventually like slowed right down, and I had an opportunity. A buddy of mine was like, "Here, I've got this. I've got this gig, so I'd like it if you join me." And we we done it together. So uh, that was kind of the start of it then. So it was actually me and another guy. So, me, uh, me so a friend of yours from from the states? No, so he's he he's from Galway. Or sorry, Galway, there. But uh, yeah, that that was our first one. So so right at the very start, like Calco wasn't a thing. It was um, I don't even know if we had a name for it or not. But we were just doing our own thing. He he's the one that kind of got us started. Um, doing all doing all its ends, you know, doing whatever it took just to stay busy. Yeah. weren't exactly doing like finish work the whole time um no, that's how we that's how we started yeah yeah you gotta do what you gotta do yeah. yeah so we were doing so that's 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 the amazing thing about um america you know back home when i was served my apprenticeship you know you'd be doing you'd be doing everything you know you'd be cutting you'd be cutting the roof you'd be doing the slate and tile you'd be insulating the roof you'd be setting like plasterboard sheetrock back yeah. home you'd be doing all that everything so to be coming out here and you know you've got your trim specialist there's not really it's not really that market back home because you have to do what you have to do to stay busy yeah. like you know yeah they're pretty soft out here in america <laughs> i mean that's how <laughs> yeah. that's how i started though my dad was very old school 
and you know we did almost everything except for you know my dad was a licensed electrician so we we did all our own electric work but you know we did pretty much everything except for the plumbing and the hvac you know and that's how that's how we learned so you know i think it's old school but now it's like i you know I, now i look at it and i don't know that people want to pay their dues to learn all the trades and all the you know learn a little bit about everything they just want to jump right into it and be the boss you know but it, it i think i think the education that you got hands on doing everything is, is so valuable you know i think that's yeah. kind of market driven more than than um you know yeah location yeah probably uh, probably you know there's because there's areas i know in ireland my cousins are builders and you know it's very similar to here they subcontract all the different trades out um and in the rural parts of this country, you have guys that are, you know, doing the framing, doing their electric, roofing, siding, insulation. I mean, look at Jamie. Jamie does it all. So I think it depends on the market you're in, how much you self-perform versus how much is subbed out. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's 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 a market thing. I mean, it's it's how I learned. I just thought that's how everybody did it until Instagram. Told me. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> but it's actually great though. It's great yeah. to be able to self perform. Yeah, I mean, we sub everything out now. It like, is, and we could have a whole conversation about that though, because that was pretty burnt out today. <laughs> but you know, when you self perform, you know how to do it. And we, John, John, and I say this. John that's and I say this to our clients all the time. We direct our trades. Our trades don't direct us. I'm sure you guys have run into general well, yeah. contractors and builders. We call them cell phone builders. That their trades are running their jobs, and they don't know what the hell is going on unless their trade tells them what's going on. Or it's the opposite for us. We, yeah. We and I think market. That's true. Yeah, market dictates always, those guys too. I mean, it dictates them too. If the market's super hot and there's an overage of work yeah those guys get yeah. jobs but when it tightens yeah, up they they you know, go away yeah. people they know who's they know who's real real talk yeah it's like uh you know you're only as good as the builder you work for at times you know what i mean some guys want the best of the best some guys don't you know what i mean sometimes you just gotta blast it and get it on so it, it yeah. really does depend who you're working for no it's tough it's tough. actually we had this conversation recently with my painting staff like i, I run a painting division and I bid paint on my jobs. And of course, people are like, hey, you guys want to do a, a paint job for us? Can, can you give us a price? And honestly, we can't. Yeah. Like, we, you can't pay us what it costs to paint your house the way we paint. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just like, we're not that slam a bang. You're not, com you're not competitive. Contract. No offense to the, there, And there's high end painters out there painting. There's the guys are out there, but it's just not what we do. They paint for me. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'd get I'd get plans sent sent to me from like developers here and there, but I would just look at them once and you know, close the email because I'm not pressing that stuff. It's not it's not what I want to do. It's not what I want. To, you know I don't want to begin in there, killing myself. To, you know. So how did you get to end? that? I'd rather go towards the high end. Right. Yeah. How did you get yeah, to that's that a good point? Question. From that's a great question. You know, you're looking for work to, you're now you're choosing work. Um. I mean that's where that's where everybody wants to get. Honestly, right. Honestly, a lot of it is honestly. You know, I've I've been honest about day one about my work. You know, it's like if if you're not honest about what you're working, what you're producing, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. People are going to call you mm -hmm. out for what you are right from the start. 
So like when I started my apprenticeship with my dad, you know, it was all like he was like it's all about quality, speed will come. You know what I mean? So I, I was, I got yeah, that luxury, like you same. know. Um, <clears throat> I don't really. I, so I started doing work for a company called Haycon. A buddy of mine, good friend of mine, got me in there. He was a a supervisor. He got me one that was a nice one. It was a, a cathedral, and I don't think bef- I don't think I had gotten anything that nice before that. I can't remember honestly. I was like maybe installing windows here and there. I'd be doing decks. I'd be doing the odd trim job, not that big. But I got this cathedral job, and it was kind of like the start of it because I knew I knew it was capable of it. Like, but I just never got the opportunity before. Though, like <laughs> looking back on it, the budget was absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous for the work that went into it. But uh, again, it got me started. It got my name out. Well, I wouldn't say it got my name out there because you know yeah. how hard it is to get your name out there. But it was a starting point at least. And you know, from then on, I I done, I done more work with Haycon, um, and then Chris. He was telling you about Chris is one of the guys that worked for the second English Valley High work for. You know, it's kind of hard to keep track. But uh, Chris, Chris, he was a project manager then. And he had uh, sent me plans for a job in Cambridge. And it was a nice, a nice job, like a Baltic Birch job. And it was kind of a tricky enough job, like, but I, I took that one on. And... Um, before this, I never, I know, I know, I'd said I'd work for my uncle doing cabinets, but I'd never really done built-ins before. You know, my uncle builds like basic cabinets, just a square box. But I'd never really done ca- built-ins before, and it was, you know, it was a job that required some built-ins done. Even required like a custom vanity being built. Again, I knew, I know, I worked for my uncle, like, but all that I'd kind of gotten lost. You know, how do you build a, a, a nice solid box? So I. I was I had some fine home built magazines, you know, um, mm-hmm. Gary Stregler. I think he's fantastic, you know, and even he's got a he had, he had a YouTube page. So you know, I kind of said to myself, all right, well, if I don't learn how to do this stuff now, hire somebody that that will, you know what I mean, that does know how to do it all. So they do the trim and the built ins. They're not going to want me there because I can't do both of them. So that was kind of that was kind of I think that was kind of like the ne- the next step, you know, on me. You know, get my name out there and um, kind of show them what I can do. So for that builder, I went from that job, to the next job, to the next job, to the next job. <clears throat> all nice work, all nice detailed work. Um, and then, then Instagram kicks in. I think uh, I think I've been on Instagram like maybe four or five years now. I can't remember exactly, but um, it's all. It, it, Instagram now I think is absolutely amazing like it's even even to learn like even the stuff I've learned on there you know little tricks of the trade you know it's fantastic it's, if you're an apprentice you should be like pressing the search bar through all these great guys there's so many great guys yeah. now you can learn a lot from I on the, I'm sure Mike you know I don't really post too many videos about methods or how I do this or how I do that I honestly don't feel comfortable doing it but uh, there's the odd time I'll throw, I'll throw something on there that I find might be helpful but um so yes, yeah, so moving on. So um, before you move, before you move I, on there, I, so you started to do built-ins on that job. Now, obviously, yeah, most of your projects probably have a couple of built-ins showing. Do you have your own little shop, or how how do you build? Do you build them on site? Do you build them in a shop and bring them out, or what do you do? No, I've I've got my own shop. I've got my own shop. Um, 
it's actually not that far from the house. It's it's pretty it's awesome. So I haven't really I haven't really invested a whole pile of money into the shop yet because again it's finding help. I always find the need to be on site, you know, to make sure things are going right because all of the jobs I'm on, it's not exactly, you know, just your window and base trim. You yeah. know, there's there's other stuff involved, like crown has to be done the right way, there's you know, the stairs sometimes, are, you know. Are you main, are you mainly running solo? No, I've got I've got three guys oh, at the minute. Three guys, okay. But um, yeah, so I've got two two good guys. In so the I think a question, guys that are listening to this, especially the younger guys, want to know is it's like how do you get from just being the solo guy into getting the job and maybe hiring a guy or or two or three, right? Yeah, well, I feel like I feel like it's always nerve wracking, like because you know you're always like you know yourself, like okay, well, I'm I'm. I'm kind of struggling to make good money myself. You know, you're, you're, I don't know, I don't know if many people are like me, but we, we all are. We all are. <laughs> yeah, I killed myself like under, underbidding jobs. Yep. So, you know, you're making, you're making a week, a week's wage. So then you're like, all right, well, I really need somebody else because I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick of taking the toes out of the truck and putting them back in the evening by myself. I don't know what he said either, guys. Just, just so everybody knows. He's sick of taking the tools out of the truck and yeah. then putting them back in. But, um, Got it. How can, how, can the guy, how can the guy from Knoxville, Tennessee, understand him? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, not not to not to get you off. That was a, yeah. Sorry, sorry to get you off the track. It was a good track. But anyways, keep going. So you're tired of getting the yeah, tired of taking the tools out. But yeah, so I mean, the first the first guy I had was really more or less a laborer, like you know, just like I said, just an extra hand there. My oh, so my brother, my brother was over working with me for a while. He's in he's in New York now, but um, yeah, he he was never really into carpentry. Like he was he was actually an electrician back home, and he came over and he was he was big in the MMA. He'd done a lot of MMA. Um, yeah, he was actually on one of Conor McGregor's camps, well, helping helping him helping him train and stuff. Um, so he's in New York now, but um, so you get so ba- so basically your beer so your your. Are you bidding jobs? Are you time and material for builders, or how do you? What's your what's your model kind of look like, or does it change? It just changes. Yeah, some changes. guys want numbers. Some guys, some guys. But you you realize you needed some help, right? Like you needed. Yes. A couple yes. guys well, to get get it done. So, so back back then, uh, there was no. I never really done any T and M jobs, so a lot of it was bid. So um. So lump sum bid. Yeah, like I I I just had I just had an extra set of hands there, more or less. To help me get stuff done, right? Um, so you were just learning bidding and like yeah. how to make money just on the fly, pretty much. I mean, yeah, like the rest of us, just on the fly. Yeah, didn't didn't really have a yeah. Probably like ninety eight percent of the construction doing. industries of trades learn it as you go, yeah. right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I still I still yeah. don't have a clue. And it's scary. It's uncomfortable. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is, is yeah, it's uncomfortable, right? Growth is uncomfortable. Bidding for guys is uncomfortable. Carrying your own tools to the truck. Well, and then, and then you know, you want that extra guy, <laughs> yes. but a lot of growth is. But you don't know comfort, how much right? that extra like, guy is really going to cost you until you get that extra guy, and then as soon as you, as soon as you figure that out, I know you can. You need another guy, so then you got to figure out how much two guys <laughs> yeah. is going to cost you. You know, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is pretty mad. Like I, I honestly can't remember the feeling of having you know to actually hire someone, but. I'm pretty sure it was a bit nerve wracking, like because you know it is that extra wage at the end of the week you have to pay. Yeah, it's for. another responsibility. But, uh, you got to worry about 
providing work for him, keeping him busy so he's not wasting your money just standing around. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, I get it. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. It took it's us nothing. it took us a year of just work up to get the guts to pull the trigger on hiring somebody. It it took us a year to even start the process of looking because we were so nervous about it. We didn't feel like we were doing well enough. Right. We're doing enough work, even though I was like killing myself to hire another guy. Cause then you got another, you know, you got somebody to support, really. Yeah. You got a responsibility, yeah? No, it's a, those those are like we always joke about it, and um, Jamie's always asking people for you know if they want to work for him, blah blah blah. Like we always talk a lot of trash, right? But it's a lot of responsibility. It's hard, and it's it's it gets easier as you get bigger, right? Because right. you have hours to fill, and then you commit all these man hours to projects that you have to fill those things with bodies, right? Right. But yeah, in the beginnings, it's it's uh it's definitely mm-hmm. tough. It's a lot of responsibility to bring on employees and yeah. Yeah. So now, now it's kind of it. like it's kind of like uh, if you have the bodies, you'll get, you know you you'll get the work because <laughs> everyone is so busy these days. All they need is bodies yeah. on site. That's, you know, I'm I'm on a yeah. I'm I'm on a job I'm on a job right now. Um, or I was on one, and. There was a crew, and I was I was I was doing a cabin stall. I wasn't in the carpentry, but they just had like, I think they I think this crew had like fifty something carpenters. They say they're fifty something carpenters, but I know really it's about like five. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Five carpenters yeah. and, and that, forty-five. That's, kind of, what, that's kind of what it's like. Shenanigans. Know that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like if you can do window trim, you can do baseboard. You know, you're a master <laughs> carpenter these days. You know, that, that's everybody's it. a framer. A lot of yeah. master carpenters out there. Yeah unfortunately yeah 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 no it, it's tricky so it's, it's it's funny because like the stress is right i have a for me i have a payroll nut to make right there's payroll you know thursday right. night we gotta make sure we got payroll for friday morning okay that's very nerve-wracking but my biggest stress and it's always been is at night when i'm laying in bed do i have enough players on the field to fill the field do I have enough players on the chessboard to get what I need done? Like that's more stressful, and that's probably a, you know a people pleaser issue and all these other blah 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 whatever. You can go down that freaking rabbit hole, but I want to be manned up. I'm more worried about not being able to have enough manpower on the job than well, it's a being it's, able to pay a, them the payroll. You know, and right, it's kind of a double. So far, but uh, I don't even know what the idiom is here, but it's kind of a you know. You've got two of those. You need the players in the field to accomplish the work that you need to accomplish so that you can pay the players in the field. <laughs> because if you don't... Yeah, no, it's a machine. Yeah, no, you create a monster. It's yeah. definitely a monster. Yeah. Oh, no. So when oh, you no. drop it when is. you drop guys, yeah. I can understand. Like It's like, oh, you know, shit, you know, Jimmy quit. And, you know, that was my lead, you know, steel guy. So, you know. Oh no! If I could, it could be real. We could we could do real talk right now. We cut let's just we cut three dudes and they cost two grand a week and there's six grand that just got freed up that week and I can hire one and maybe he's a little cheaper and now we're at fifteen hundred and I'm still forty five plus. Boom! We could buy a dump truck for that. <laughs> <laughs> like the math in my head is like, do I get a better guy who can do two guys' jobs? Like there's all kinds of stuff going on, you know. So yeah, you know, do I fire do our fire or get rid of or they quit? Do I get lose two or three guys at the fifteen hundred dollar epsilon and hire one yeah. at three? I mean, it, uh, what do you? I mean, there's a lot of math. A lot so of, a lot let of me math, let me ask you. 
Have you have you ever like hired Sonny, but then a couple of weeks you're like, all right, this guy's not gonna work oh good. All the time, all the time. That's I hired guys. I hired I hired guys this week, and I'm just like, hey, and they seem great. They look great. They are great. Handshakes are great. I'm just like, yeah. Jamie tried yeah. to hire a guy at a bar in Wilmington. Real talk. <laughs> Hey, hey, the real talk is this. Listen, not by, I, and I'm real honest with them. I was like, hey, it's going to suck. It's going to suck tomorrow. It's all good now. Instagram looks great. We look like we're having all this fun, but tomorrow you're shoveling or tomorrow you're banging nails or tomorrow you're humping lumber or whatever it is. And it's going to be cold and shitty. And like, I go, let's, let's talk in a month. Let's talk in yeah. a month. See how you're feeling. See where you, you know, where you, what you think and how you're feeling, how you're looking. And See, Verdura construction is like a giant sieve, right? And you're scooping up all this and you're shaking them out and you're just waiting for those gold nuggets to stay in the sieve and get rid of all the rest. Of they're it, out right? there. They're, they're out there. But that's like any, any industry, you know, and it's not like we're cycling in. Like, I'm just not bringing yeah. in whatever. But honestly, sometimes we need whatever. Sometimes we are. Uh, honestly, that we're into the spring and summer here. We're going to be stripping forms, digging footings and humping yeah. rebar. Yeah. I mean, so, that's a whatever fill, you know, like I need some guys who could just so, do that, you know, but. They gotta be able to do that. It sounds oh, we can get no, anybody damn. to do that. <laughs> no, you can't. Then <laughs> no, they're done that. No, you can't. You need some G's. Yeah. No, you need some G's. Like let's go. Like let's so, go work, Sean, boys. So Sean, like, I don't know, did you yeah. find your guys? Um, did they grow with you, or as you got your name out there, did you have guys that were like, I want to go work for this guy? Or I, this is the work I want to do. Did they seek you out, or did you, or did they grow with you, or how did that, how did that happen for you? <clears throat> so, let me see. I kind of no pressure. <laughs> no, I'm trying to trying to think here. Um, I don't understand anybody trying to say. I'm kind of thinking of a, of a point where Calico kind of evolved, but. Uh, I don't know, our good friend working for me, Thomas, Thomas, um, another ice lad, he, um, he is very good. He served his time at home. He was out here. Um, then after that, I'd gotten another friend, all our ice lads. I, I had like five ice lads working for me at one point. Um, so, I mean, none of them work for me now. So Thomas went, Thomas went home, massive loss. Um, Keith, another good friend of mine, he started his own business. Uh, he's, he's an excellent carpenter himself, so why not? Um, and a couple of lads joined the union. You know, I, I can't yeah. match what the union's going to pay you. You know what I mean? Happens. So, no, um, it happens. It happens. Yeah. But um, that's kind of it. Now, uh, last year, I was back to kind of square one because um, I, I just, Lucas, I, my guy now, Lucas, who's an excellent carpenter himself, he was the only one that was working for me. And last year, I, I honestly, I was like burned out. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna take it easy this year, you know. It's not. I was. I wasn't overly motivated. I was just going through the motions. I was kind of, you know, pissed off as you would be. You know, sick of looking for help. Um. So so last year, last year kind of, last year kind of wasn't a great year. It was all right, like, but um, kind of feeling under motivated. You know, you yeah. lose all your help. To start start from the beginning again. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I honestly didn't even want to try that hard to find you guys. I was like, I'm just gonna go to work this year. Do my own thing. Me and Lucas will we'll be fine, you know. Um, and that was that. Um, I got married. I got married at Christmas. That's my next question. You got a family? No, no kids yet. Yeah. But, no, no. Uh, 
I was like, when I come back, when I come back from Ireland, we actually got married in Ireland. Well, when I come back from Ireland, it was like a whole new mindset. I'm like, all right, I have to get going there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, so this year, this year I've been trying. This year I've been trying. I actually need more help now, but um, it seems, seems kind of impossible. It'll, it'll always feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty, plenty of work, plenty of work. Um, you got to enjoy the journey. Instagram's been great. Not the destination. hundred yeah. percent. I, I say, I say it all the time. Like this country is absolutely amazing. You know, again, back home working week to week. You know, barely, I'd barely any money left after a weekend. You know what I mean? You'd have a few drinks. You'd have, you know, pen, car insurance, all that stuff. You get the old man a few quid. I was living at home before I came out here, and you know now, now I've got a. <laughs> Now I've got a few quid in my pocket, you know, a few investments, and it's like great country. Everyone loves this place. It comes out and works hard, like you know. Yeah, it's hard. It's uh, there's not as many young people though coming out from Ireland, at least to the trades, as they were before. You know, we used to have right. Our workforce was probably forty to fifty percent Irish when I was a kid growing up, um, working for my dad, and now, man, I didn't even think it's lucky. It's five percent, you know. And the guys that are yeah, out I, here I think, are, you know, carpenters, tr mostly trim carpenters. Yeah, I don't think too many kids are doing it now back home. You know, it's it's a different ball game back home. You know, I know the winters are tough over here, like, but back home it's just it's tough out. It's tough out work. Like, I don't you think know, you don't, you I don't think the kids are doing it money. anywhere. No, they're not. What's that? I don't think the kids are doing it anywhere. I don't think it's an yeah. Ireland thing. I think it's just a yeah. generational thing. I think I, I, and I don't know why the tra the trades are brilliant. I'm delighted my dad pushed me that way. Like, um, he says you can take a trade be anywhere. My dad was in Germany when he was nineteen twenty. You know what I mean? He was doing concrete, I think, over there. But uh, he always says, you know, you can take a trade be anywhere. You you'll you'll find work. Um, it's you know you know what the, you know what it is. It's 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 fucking rugged. It's yes. fucking rugged. Like, we were out today, like, I run the company, and I, whatever, I'm CEO, and all this and that. Oh, fuck all that. I had bags on it. I was finishing concrete this morning, and we were in there sweating and doing it, and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get people into the trades, Jamie. We're trying to get them into the trades. Yeah, I know we are, but let's be honest. It's rugged. It's not for everybody. It's well, like, you know it's, what? It's rugged. No, like, but you know what? Me. No, it, oh, hey, it's, hey, hey, it's, it's for me. It's, it's rewarding. There are days. There are days where you're like, is it? Is it blisters? My, it is. is. It is. Of course, it is. Blisters. Get the fuck out of here. Look at. Listen. I. I. This shit is rugged, and you know the difference now is technology, and the thing is, these kids have different options, or at least a perception of it's different options of ways of making money. It's probably a perception. But you know what? Right? But fuck, I mean, how are you going to sell around that? And it's like, hey, come on out here in the freezing cold morning I, and hurt I your back. I think the pendulum's going <laughs> to swing. You right? And fucking like, and get yelled at by some old grumpy fucker who's fucking hung I'm over. I'm saying like, this right rugged. now. What's today? May 2nd, business. 2023. I think the pendulum's going to swing back. I think we've had a lot of people walking away. I do. I do. The white collar job is not the pendulum, what it needs to be. The pendulum, it's gonna get worse. the pendulum is going to swing when it gets worse. And we're so rare where construction workers and tradesmen are so rare that they are demanding and commanding top dollar. And when those kids, when those kids, I mean, look, when those kids look at you and they see that these builders are making and 
tradesmen are making top dollars. The builders, yeah, the builders, but the builders aren't tradesmen. The builders are like my my builder hat is a businessman, is an entrepreneur, is a CEO. Not all of them. My freaking my fucking my 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 pants full of fucking concrete is whatever the fuck I was today. I thought he was just bullshit. You know, but yeah, but is that glitter in your pants? (laughs) Yeah, it's man, it's man glitter, Sean. Man glitter. But no, but like. It's uh, how much is top dollar, and here's the bottom line: it's like top dollar. It's like everything. It's just like how much are your clients willing to pay the builder, and how much is the builder willing to pay the framer to pay the apprentice thirty eight dollars an hour to learn. It's supply right? and demand, right. Jamie. When there's nobody out there that can do it, when there's nobody out there that can produce a custom home like one out of fifty people, yeah. right? That's when it's going to be in high demand and when you're going to get the money for it. Because it's simple supply and demand. Now, is that going to happen soon? No. But I think the pendulum is swinging that way because we can't even get people to come into the into the trades, into our yeah. into our industry. No, it's hard. My wife sent me this thing today. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, we're talking about these young kids and how they they're not as tough as our generation used to be. And every generation thinks the generation before them was soft, Always. right? Always. But there's this thing yeah. going around yeah. called Minimum work Mondays. These kids want to do as minimum amount of work as they can on a Monday. This thing went viral. Why? And these kids, because they don't want to work. <laughs> minimum work Mondays. What the hell is that? Monday should be yeah, when you get. Because YouTube followers. Monday should be like yeah, not 100% pure I want to do efficiency. Get all your work lined up. I don't know. I want to do minimum Maybe I'm just work. An old I'd have to be, I mean, I have to be real. I, 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 <laughs> But you know, I'd have to. I mean, I have to be real, real, real. I mean, and to be honest, yeah, honest, I don't know if I. Media shit's dangerous. Say that again, Sean. Social media, it's, it is kind of a virus, like for for yeah. for you know kids. You know, like I, the amount of kids these days. Like my my old man just had to give us a stern look. You know, when we are messing about or being too loud. Now now parents are like throwing an iPad in their kids' lap. You know, to yeah. keep them quiet. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you all know. That's true. No, it's a different. It's a different generation. It's that's totally different. Different generation. But like, if if you dig deep, I mean, I know Mike loves loves his job, and I hey, listen, I provided a nice life and this and that, but it's rugged. Like, I, it's just, it's a lot of work. It's hard work. Now I don't know what I go do to make the living that I make. I don't know if there's like an easier path for me, and I'm pretty sure that I'm built for what I like. I'm in the trade I'm supposed to be in. Pretty sure. I don't know. You kind of sometimes I think you'd be a good hotel concierge. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of for sure. You've got that vibe. A small, a small, a whiskey, a whiskey small. Yeah, <laughs> I could do that for sure. Anything, yeah. anything that requires a delicate know. touch, I think you'd be fantastic. At Definitely. <laughs> that shit's rugged. Real talk. Shit's real talk. This shit's rugged. So this is real talk. Jamie had a tough day today. He's letting it out. Yeah. Right. No, that's that's it is definitely it definitely is rugged. You know, especially. Like I said, I'm I'm doing finished carpentry. It's pretty damn nice, you know. You're inside in the summer and winter, like. Um, so you're saying, you're saying, uh, saying you have control. tough days, right, Sean? You have tough days. You have tough, tough days. days. Yeah, Sean, oh, are you on the tools yeah, every yeah. day? Because you're um, on the tools, right? I I try to be, yeah. I try to be, yeah. Um, again, I always feel the need to be on site, which is kind of why, you know, it's kind of why I haven't invested too much too much yeah. in the shop life because. I can't stay in the shop all the time. I feel the need to be on site. No, it's rough. It's rough though, right? It's a rough. It's, it's a rough. It's it, a rough trade. That's it all is I'm rough. Saying. Even rough even a trim carpenter. It's a trade. What happens? A what happens trade. when you're starting a house and there's about 
35 3080 doors, solid core oak doors that you got to hump upstairs. Or, I mean, those things are heavy. No, that's, that's rugged. rugged. That, sucks. that that's is rugged. rugged. Yeah, Fucking 100%. A. Fucking A. Are you doing coffered ceilings over a staircase? Are you doing whatever? That's air work and it's whatever. I mean, and you're thinking it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's rugged work. Huh? But that's my point. Well, is, yeah. There's less and less, less and less people that want to do it. There's yeah. less and less people that can do it. So that's going to make the people that can do it more valuable. Well, I think I think the big gap. I think the big gap. Well, obviously, there's nobody coming up in the trades, but there's a there's a the middle management gap, right? And I kind of busted your balls about it maybe the other day on a DM or whatever, Mike. Like, there's nobody teaching either. Like some some of us, especially in positions like some of us, have to be able to teach these young guys, right? Let alone pay them, or the builder or the homeowner has to pay, or the builder has to pay the subs or whatever. But there has to be somebody in there. With a nail bag or a tool apron or whatever the hell you call it, like somebody's got to be Teach. in there. Hey, this and is how you cut a this is how you cut a miter, or this is how you freaking cope some crown, or this is how whatever you gang cut freaking uh, you know whatever left and right moldings on the door. I mean whatever. But in order, in order the, that gaps like we're losing that. In like, order to train the dog, in order to train the dog, you got to be smarter than the dog. Who's teaching? Well, 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 all the builders, the builder twenty group, all the builders, right? All these big time builders in the country are all crying. Oh, there's a skill gap. There's this. There's nobody coming up. There's this and that. But everybody wants a journeyman veteran to show up at their doorstep on Monday morning. Sober as a gopher, knows the trades, can read the plans, ready to go, tool sharp. But nobody That's wants it. to pay to train that guy. Where's the Where's the training program? Where's the school? Where's the apprenticeship programs yeah. in these companies? Who Who's showing these yeah, guys what to do? You're dead. See, that, that's, that's right. the thing. Like in Ireland, there's actually incentives. You know, I we we I went to trade school for uh, three years. The first the first year, I think, I think it was two or three days a week. I would be so I think yeah, three days I'd be on site a week, and then two days I'd be in the trade school. So that was the first year, and then the second year you'd be in for like one day a week. Same with the third year. And that was a the, uh, that was the union. It was in Ireland. No, this this was back home in Ireland, but oh, in they Ireland. have the okay. yeah. Oh, I, f- I forget the name of the place. Um, but the trade schools like there's a there's a section there for masons, electricians, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Yeah, that's the other, that's the thing. The union is the only place these days that you really get that kind of education, which is great for the you know for kids that are in the union, but for yeah. the ones that aren't, the infrastructure. Yeah. The I don't know how much these trade schools are, are charging. The education. I'm sure the education expensive. infrastructure in this country compared to Europe is is terrible. When we were in when we were in Switzerland, yeah. we visited a couple of uh, trade school, a carpentry trade school, and they have programs set up where they will teach you carpentry for a set number of years, like five years, and then they'll they'll also simultaneously have a company lined up for you to go to when you graduate. And that company is set up to pay, to pay for your education while you're in that trade school. Right. And they'll pay, and they'll pay you to work while you're learning. So then when you get out, you know, they own you for a few years because they paid for your education. But now, well, that's something we need to be talking about. That's something we need as business leaders and the successful builders across the country, these build a 20 meetings and all the shit. Like it's easy to gripe about it, but we need to start. I don't know. Starting yeah, but how do you do that? There, like you know, as you said, in know. Switzerland, they do that. It's probably a government back scheme. There, like, it is. No such, there's no heavy subsidy from the government. Not, I mean, that's I mean, for sure. But it's it's mostly paid for by the private sector. 
So it, it's definitely right. well, that's who that's who gains from yeah. it. I mean, right? Like not only the builder makes money, but everybody you're building a home for yeah. is earning equity. No one's but you know, over there, over down. there, it's different. Like so, in this country, a fireman, a policeman, doctors—they have this level of respect for the trade that they do versus a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician. Over there, there's a the, Carpenters and tradespeople are held in much higher regard. There's more respect. They even have uniforms. They wear uniforms when they're on the site, and everyone knows. Oh, that guy's a carpenter. For sure, that guy's a plumber. No, that's a stigma of the last. That's a stigma of the last 20, 30 years, right? There's been a big, you know, white college or white collar college push, big time, right? That's what the the country needed, and we're starting to see a little bit of it now. People are starting to yap about it a little yeah. bit, and it's going to swing back the other way because they're going to start realizing they need people working on infrastructure and housing, this and that, especially when housing costs are through the roof and no one can afford yeah. them. AI well, can't do everything. Yeah, well, for now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That's something to talk about for sure. It's not probably this podcast, but it's something to talk about because there's a lot of people preaching and crying about needing you know, skilled labor, but there's nobody out there running to the door to open it to teach yeah, them that's how it. to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. You know, again... I'm I'm always looking for somebody who's experienced, you know. For sure. But uh, we all are, and it's it's hard. And like you know, you know, for me, for me having the company the size of it is, I can always cycle in some low, low guys, right? Just straight labor, straight labor. Like you're just shoveling, you're just cleaning. Well, yeah. here's. But even out of every, you know, one out of ten of them turn out to be. Here's okay. a question they for you guys. You got kind of you guys hire people, right? You guys you guys have people on the books. If you had a young kid come to you that was super green didn't know anything, but you saw this kid showed up every day and worked hard and wanted to learn, would you invest time in that kid and teach him everything he needs to know? Yes. I'm doing that right now. 100%. I'm doing that right now. I have a, I have a kid who, uh, who just wanted a, uh, just wanted a job in the summer, uh, started college two years ago, I guess, knew nothing about nothing. So he just, pretty much swept houses, carried stuff, you know, did whatever we needed him to do. And uh, he's going to school for marketing. And now uh, has come back. Now he's working throughout the year. He's arranging his school schedule so that he can work more. And uh, he was helping me lay sod today at my own house. And, uh, I mean, the kid will do anything, has done everything, and is just so eager to learn. Sent me a text the other day, like, can't wait to start again full-time this summer, uh, looking forward to learning more. Now he's, you know, coming to client meetings on site, awesome. just like a sponge, picking up everything. So, you know, we've kind of taken him in to try to teach him everything that we can. Not, because of that, great. because, Kudos. you know, there's not a lot of kids out there. That's super, like, an our thing. You know, when I was in the union, um, I came across a few like college dropouts and they're in all sorts of debt. And, you know, they're starting from the bottom. You know, they're only a, they're apprentices in the union. They're starting from the bottom. Plus, you've got like $60,000 worth of debt. That's the beauty of the trades. You know, you're never in debt from yeah. day one. You're getting paid to learn. Mm -hmm. It's like going to college, but you're getting paid. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's got a great benefit to it there, like, you know. That's part of why I think the pendulum is going to swing the other way. Because, I mean, you do have other people. You've got more people than just 
fine home building doing the keep craft alive. You know, you've got, you know, Mike Rowe. I heard this on, um, I don't know, something else on TV the other day, which has got me thinking about that. Like, you know, hey, we've got fewer and fewer people in the trades, and here's your average salaries on this. And you could walk into a job anytime tomorrow and go get a job and learn this trade. And uh, I can't remember what I was watching, but, you know, I'm glad that it's getting out there that we do need people to work and there are opportunities to learn something and make it yours and start your own business, whatever. I mean, what other industry, whether it, what other industry could Sean have, have done right. what he did? You know, I mean, there, at, at the ease that he did. Or any of us. Or any of us. Any industry. Yeah. Any of us. And yeah. plus. Yeah, or any of them. To get a regular old marketing yeah. degree, so. which is like so vanilla and so like, I guess, average for lack of a better term. It's going to cost you how many hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So these kids are these kids are yep. coming out of college with such yep. massive amounts of debt for just a, a piece of shit job, just to be perfectly frank. That, that's changing. A piece of shit job is yeah. going to own you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's changing. So that's helping change the tide. Yeah. Next yeah. generations. Yeah, it's wise. They're yeah. Wise that's why I think. That's why I think the pendulum is going to swing because a white collar job is not what it used to be. You don't walk out anymore with, no. with 10 job offers. You know, it's not that easy anymore. Yeah. I think it's getting worse. Chat GDP is taking yeah. over the white collar world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a bunch of white collar jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it really is. It really is. So, uh, Sean, you have a br- Sean. Getting back to you, you have a brother, obviously in New York. What what else? Tell us your family makeup: brother, sister, just one brother. Or? Oh, geez, no. I've got I've got two brothers, three wow. sisters. Yeah. So my brother back home is in the trades as well. He's a plumber. Your brother's a plumber. You're a carpenter. You're a- my brother. My so my brother Patrick's a plumber. Um. I'm a carpenter. My brother Martin used to be an electrician, but he was never in love with it. So he's actually a, a personal trainer now in New York. That's the guy that's in the MMA. He makes the yeah. most money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He does all right. He's left I'm just joking. Yeah. And are your are your sisters still in Ireland? <laughs> sisters still in Ireland? Yeah, all of them. Um, yeah, no trades. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so big, big enough family there, like. Yeah, but um, sorry. Really so funny. getting back to the power of Instagram. So you were saying how I got my name out there, how I came to be where I am right now, and I gotta say, like Instagram's been a, a massive, yeah. massive part of that. You know, because like builders like yourselves are on there. You see, I know this is the other thing about Instagram. You know, something can post, something can post like a lovely job, uh, make it look absolutely gorgeous in some pictures, and then you go and look at it, it looks yeah. like dog shit. You know. There's a, there's that side of things too, like but um, there's a lot of opportunity out there now. It's free marketing, you know. You, the people I've met through it a lot for the last three or four years, I I don't think I've like worked for a builder that I've met any other way apart from Instagram. Yeah, the power of the gram. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, a lot of designers, all the designers. You know, it's like they tag. They, you're following a designer. They tag a carpenter that's done a belt in. Oh, I might use him. You know, stuff like that. There. To look through your page, 
you do good enough work, they'll, they'll contact at you. At the very least, when you find somebody on Instagram, well, at it's the very least, you, you know. have someone that takes pride in their work. Now, it could be yeah, smoke right. and mirrors. It might not be as good as it looks until yeah. you actually go go see it. But at, the, at least you got someone that cares enough to show their work on Instagram. So you got that's step one. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So the other thing. It's interesting because, you know, a lot of designers are looking for um, are looking for that they because they want to come up with the detail and have the next best, you know, the next greatest thing that they can showcase on Instagram. But what they need before that is the guy that can pull it off. So they're looking at your work on Instagram to be like, can has has this person ever done anything like this before? Can they pull this off, what I'm trying to do? Because the last thing they want to do is recommend somebody to a builder or to a client or whatever and be like, yeah, this is our guy. And then it looks like shit, you know, and then. Then, they, then you both got egg on your face. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You get you get your foot in the door with the builder. Like, you know, they're going to know right away. You know yourself. If somebody's not up to scratch where they need to be, it's going to be a one and done, you know. But for me, I've been lucky enough, you know, mm-hmm. my, my work's been pretty pretty good. Like, so, you know, like reoccurring jobs with builders and stuff. Um, But, yeah, yeah, the designers are great. You know, I do, that's, that's how I do a lot of the built-ins for and stuff like that. I, would, I, I don't take on anything too big so i'll do a built-in here and there you know but um yeah and instagram is definitely great like that's for sure what's your favorite thing to do built-ins run and trim i, I kind of like i kind of like a mixture of both i do enjoy i just being in the shop pocket myself, doors you know ear, earphones in <laughs> what's that? pocket what doors <laughs> pocket doors <laughs> 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 For those of you who couldn't understand his accent, he said, pocket doors? Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Fucking smashing walls open. Yeah. Jesus. Mike, Mike, do you remember that one that pocket door alley I called it? With all the fucked up pocket Uh, doors? Jesus Christ, what an absolute nightmare that was. It's funny. I I always laugh at the trim carpenters when they're posting about pocket doors. Not a single one loves pocket doors. Spencer, Spencer's another one. He can't stand pocket doors. No. But, uh, they yeah, do, they do suck. They suck. It's it's bad too, you know, yeah. when uh, when framers framers install, you know, the frames and stuff they got, and then they're all fucked up. And just like, I used to I used to hate why? pocket doors too, but I started investing in the expensive HD pocket doors. So this is a little plug for our guy uh, Mike Kirstner at HD Pocket Doors. They're awesome. They're expensive, but they are freaking awesome. Sponsored yeah. by. They're all expensive these days. They're all expensive. Well, the Johnson ones aren't that expensive. I actually installed the Johnson slow close. wasn't that bad. Um, but for the more expensive ones, I feel like you need to be the guy to set them as well. You know, the finished card should set them. He's got it in his own mind. What's where they're going to work out when they come yeah. back to them? Stuff like that. I, I ran into an issue that the other day where um, the framers had done the mock-up doors, you know, the same width, slow close, but the brackets were in weird spaces, weird spots. So we had to kind of play with that there a little bit, but um, they're, they're cavity sliders. Cavity sliders are nice. Do you use cavity those? Cavity sliders? No. Yeah, no? I've seen those on Instagram. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty nice too. I've, I've used I've used, I, I've um, used cavities. Is anybody, well, other than Jamie, having, uh, like, Sean, do you go and check out the frame, like, as it's in framing, like, wrapping up framing? 
Um, do you go check it out or not? Not know, really, because honestly, a lot of the guys up the doors or do anything like that. A lot of the guys I've been doing work for literally like really do their due diligence. Like you know, they do. Yeah. Um, they they know what to look for. You know, so they're always on top yeah. of it. So honestly, I don't feel the need to in a lot of the jobs the last way. Depends on the builder, right? Um, yeah. Depends on build, the builder. Some yeah. builders walk like their said, job and check all that yeah. stuff. Some don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Yeah, I saw somebody today that that might have been Spencer. That yeah, goes through and you know levels up the doors Thanks. and makes sure Thanks. you know Sledge, he walks the house. Before. Sledgehammer. Now I have had a trim carpenter in the past go frame our steps. Yeah, he what? I've I've had our trim carpenter frame like rough frame the steps before. That's a good idea. Um, and don't yeah. leave it to the framer because that's a, that's a it's a big one because if those are, you know, if the framer screws those up. That's a big tear out. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I I have done that several times. You know, that's that's definitely a good call. Yeah, stuff like that. So do you do? In- yeah, and more blocking than we ever think we need for the trim carpenters too. Yeah, I mean it's always nice, especially when you're setting cabinets. You know, all that extra blocking. You know, you're not searching for studs, and yeah. definitely does help speed things up. Sure. Um. Yeah. There's, there's been a few jobs now we've run into and the ceilings have been a little wavy, which is kind of annoying, but how are you really going to spot that? You're not going to be getting up on a ladder to check, to check, make sure they're strapping. Are, are all those jobs that you're doing, Sean, are they all plaster? Like I thought everything yeah. in Massachusetts is blue board and plaster. Yeah. Yeah. So all you plaster. should, your wall yeah. should be pretty straight. I mean, you're not doing trial. Should be pretty straight, but a lot of that there is down to the framing as well. You know, a lot of boys aren't using straight edges and all that fancy stuff. Stuff we use back home, but a lot of the boys aren't yeah. doing that here, you know. Um, trial plaster and do that there. They're, they're a bunch of lunatics, they take really good time to, to make sure everything's yeah. met. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time, yeah. I don't think a lot of people do that. But honestly, it's using LSL studs a lot of these guys now. So, I mean, how bad can it be? That's true, mm. that's nice, yeah, definitely nice to work with. That's nice. You know, just running a string helps a lot. I mean, across, like, if you've got ceiling beams or whatever, just run a string. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take that long. But I feel like, I feel like framers, framers and at least whoever's hanging the drywall, it, it feels like they're just, like, working for speed sometimes. Oh, they so, are. You know, a lot of guys. Like, well, they are. Done. They're they are. done. Move on. You're, are. Not, you're not thinking they are. No, but you know what they, yeah, out in the right. East Coast, all those framers. Yeah, you, you got to pull them. You got to hold they them back. They all do the strapping yeah. on the ceilings. And I wish, I don't know why that's only in the East Coast. I wish that was here. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. That was new. That's I new wish that was here. I mean, if I asked my carpenter to either. strap the ceilings, he'd look at me sideways like, what are you talking about? But that, when you're that's strapping crazy. the ceilings, it's so easy just to, to flatten them out when you got the straps up there. Just, yeah. Level them up. So what do you, yeah. what do, you do for plates for our What do we do for what? Crying for strapping because, like, we got back. We've say that again. I never, I never Crown? been backing. Crown inch, <laughs> huh? I don't understand strapping. Um, it's not a structural thing out here in California, so that means it doesn't matter on the east coast. Uh, right? The only I guess you guys do it just to do it. I guess I can see that you, your subs, like special electricians, don't have to drill the joists, flat they can just run along the two by fours. So that makes it easier for those guys, which is very nice of the carpenters to do that for those trades. But I don't know. We don't do it out here, so I can't imagine it's a structural issue. 
it does level them, Definitely but not, we try to build yeah. our floors and points oh, to start with. Like, you trying, are you trying to start an East Coast, West Coast thing? <laughs> no, nothing on the East Coast, guys. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they have their reasons. Well, maybe, oh, well, maybe there's more insulation or something. I don't know. It's cold out there. I, I mean, I mean, but we just try to build the house level. But, I so, don't know. You know, whatever. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud, but I don't know. It's cool. Looks cool. But that, that's an, that's another thing, though, isn't it? Like you know, you're only as good as the building you want for. I say, and some guys pay attention to all that stuff, and some guys don't. Yeah. You know, kind of says kind of says a thing or two about the builder yep. as well if he's not paying attention to what's going on. Oh, there's a lot of those yeah, out there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What might go? Yeah, we have started going. Um, we have started going towards more, uh, more. Um, we'll do very few nominal lumber on the second floor. You know, almost zero. But we will try to do open web trusses when we can because, you know, it's got that flat bottom to it. It's much easier yeah. to flatten out a ceiling with that than and it the- is just about anything else. Even even engineered lumber. You know, even eye joists can be get wavy, um, especially I feel like the last four or five years. I'm, I'm maybe I'm crazy or getting old, but it feels like the last four or five years nothing is as oh, good yeah, as the, it used to the be. The lumber is not know. as good as it used to be. That's it feels like sure. everything. And is a lot of our um, municipalities, we have to use dimensional lumber, two by twelves, and those things are eleven and a quarter, eleven and three quarter, eleven and a well, half. Well, see, I can see strapping yeah. there. That's I why. Leveling out a ceiling like that—that yeah. that makes sense. I probably need to put a yeah. line item in for yeah. ceiling strapping because it just makes sense. Because in management, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and oh. that'll do it for this episode of Level Heads. Now, one. Well, I gotta tell one funny story though, since Sean is on. When I was working with my dad years ago we had um irish trim carpenters and one of them was from donegal and my dad sent me in to get a measurement on a sheet of mdf that we're going to put up for panels and it was just over seven feet so i asked the trim car go what's that measurement and i knew it had to be more than seven feet and he goes idiot i go what i go what's the measurement in that panel and he goes idiot he was saying 88 you know <laughs> and he goes, it's idiot I thought he was calling me an idiot. Well, I thought Sean was calling all his guys gay until I figured it out. I was just going to say, I was like, anytime I'd say gay, like people would turn their heads and go, what? I was like, guys, 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 guys. guys, guys, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Idiot. All right, Sean. Good job. Fine. What's that? What'd you say? I, I, I thought you said something. Give us your, give us all your handles. Well, how, how do people find you on Instagram? No. Let us know where everyone can find. Uh, Calco Carpentry on Instagram, Calco Carpentry on Facebook. Facebook, don't really post too much on there, but uh, Instagram. Yeah. Calco Carpentry. It's everyone listening should go follow him. Some great stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Finish yeah. it out. Very thankful for all the work. You know, great country. Give me a lot. Um, yeah, just need to keep going. That's awesome. Yeah, keep grinding, keep grinding. Keep Thanks grinding. for coming on, Sean. You know, we were first podcast. You're never going to forget us. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, not at all. You were great. Yeah. Good. Good.
Super, super. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. All right, boys. Plus, I love the accent. Everybody's gonna dig. Chance, yeah. it was an absolute pleasure. Right on, Sean. Thanks, John. man. Nice to meet you, bro. Nice to All meet right. you. Thanks, John. Great to meet you. One, two, three, four. Oh, Mal cow, brown cow. All right, here we go. Woosah.